Live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios in Knoxville, it's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. Here are your hosts, John Reed and Bob Baskerville. Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Happy Tuesday to you, the day before Valentine's Day. If you are a lover, don't forget to get your other lover a gift. You got a day to do it. Even if they say they don't care about Valentine's Day, you should probably still get something. Happy Tuesday morning. Good morning to you, Bob. Good morning to you, Sam. Bob, how are you? I feel great. I uh, I was dragging yesterday, and I was going. I was convinced I was going to take a nap in the afternoon. Never got around to it. Just got busy, and so then I was like, "Whatever happens, I'm not staying up and watching college basketball. What little there was, or anything else, I'm going to bed." And I did, and got to bed at a reasonable time, and slept through, and feel good. Kind of feel like I've on the comeback trail. How about you? I'm jealous to hear that. I did not do that. I, I tried, but I did not fall asleep early. And uh, I said I was tired yesterday, and that has been compounded today. So I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That sucks. If you hear me slur my words at all, it's not the White Claw. It's the sleep deprivation. What about you, Sam? Happy Tuesday to you, my friend. Happy Tuesday. Uh, I'm feeling all right. Not. I didn't get... Probably right in the middle of y'all two in terms of sleep. Feeling decent. Probably was dragging yesterday, but had a long day kind of with classes and things like that and had to get a few things done after class. So I kind of just rolled into my afternoon. was hoping I could get a little nap in, but I'm a little tired this morning, but I'm all good. Don't have as many classes today, so I can I can rest and recover on Tuesday, Thursday normally. Any interesting tidbits happened in either one of your lives yesterday to start the show with? Pretty boring life for me yesterday, honestly. Pretty boring life. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, it was uh, <laughs> okay. It was a uh, show. Just three losers here. <laughs> we, we, we were. Yeah, no. I mean, it was it was all right. Well, you know what didn't contribute to it is this weather. Now it sounds like it's gonna be nice the rest of the week. So thankfully, but. Man, it was rough. And then last night, we I, it was before I went to bed, we lost power for about, it was like two or three minutes, so it was really short. But I was like, oh, come on, man, not not at, right at this time. I was upstairs on my computer, and the place just goes black. I saw it was snowing in West Tennessee last night. Jesus. So I hope we don't get that. Do you call Nashville West Tennessee? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I was going to say, because I, that's I saw like the snow in Nashville. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. Yeah. I think it was Nashville. I thought I saw people saying it was snowing in Nashville. I didn't see it in Memphis. I don't really have any friends in Memphis anymore, though. I just saw it on Twitter somewhere. I don't know. Somewhere north of Jackson. When I saw <laughs> it, I frantically pulled up my phone to make sure it wasn't coming to yeah. East Tennessee. <laughs> right. Same. <laughs> I got very nervous. I was like, wait a second. Hold on. It'd be great if we just got another week slapped right in front of us with that snow. You know, I wouldn't have complained. Today, maybe, if I could have just slept in and just been like, you know what, snow day, guys, sorry. <laughs> Snowed in, can't make it. I might not have complained, but then yeah, later when I woke up, I would be pretty upset. Probably wouldn't go over well if you just did that anyway, right? It's, what do you mean? It's just... snowing out in Farragut. <laughs> yeah. I can't make it. Dangerous dangerous <laughs> yeah. conditions getting out of my place. I thought about faking a COVID test. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I got the vid. Does that still have a shelf life at all? Does Kovis have a shelf life? Because I imagine Bob, respectable man, wouldn't want to sit next to that guy over here coughing his head off or maybe, <coughs> you know, maybe infected. You could probably pull it off these days you still. Could, yeah, you probably could. I got nervous Bob would ask for a, a positive test. A selfie with your positive yeah, test? Yeah. <laughs> Prove it to me. Hey, man, there was, oh, man, there was some, uh, that's a whole other topic, but we, 
we it wasn't too long ago we were still doing over at the studios the tv studios we were doing shoots and some of these networks were still there they would have you know covid covid officers who would you know you'd, you'd still have to have everybody tested and everything else and this was not that long ago so was that coming just from here in, in town, or is that coming from other places. somewhere in California or somewhere? Uh, other states outside of Tennessee. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. I made it through the entire pandemic without taking a test, so I didn't want to start. Now. I think I did, too. Yeah, I didn't bother with one test. If I felt sick, I had it, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. I will say, the, so I've had it once, and the at-home tests are they're not reliable is what I was told and what I learned because I didn't feel great took I passed whatever you'd call it came out negative on two at-home tests still didn't feel good and I was like I'm just gonna go to the doctor and they tested and they were like no man you have it I was like well what about the at-home test and they just shook their head like silly rabbit no that's that's not that's not happening man you need to get the real one so well, I didn't. I didn't fake it. I, I rolled out of bed and said, "Oh, we're proud of you." Oh God, here we go again. But Sh- happy Tuesday! I got the energy. I'm ready to go. You're showing character, John. Yeah, that's right. I'm a, I'm a reliable man, although I am a little bit ready to move out of the studio into the new studio that's closer to where I live. That would be nice. I'm ready for the new and improved Fan Run Radio. And Sam, I'll give you a little. Uh... I don't know what you would call it. positivity, we'll say, because I know it's going to extend your drive a little bit. Yeah. But um, I made it – the interstate helps. At that time of day, it's going right. to be easy most times, too, unless there's some really out of the ordinary wreck. But I'm making it from my house to that place in right at 15 minutes, okay. and it takes me about 10 to get here. Okay. So I, I would hope it's not too bad for you. I'm hoping I'll be able to make it there in like a 20, 20 to 25 radius hopefully i bet you do 20 i think if I'll you be break done. the law um <laughs> but yeah and i saw the place yesterday it's come along i miss being on camera yeah i miss being on camera i miss having my little my little ipad here where i can look at bob and sam and myself and it's easy to tweet and share the link and i don't know after the show you can go back and scroll and oh there i am again <laughs> Doing radio slash TV. I, I miss that feeling. Yeah, it's been a while now, right? Like three weeks or something like that. At least two weeks. Yeah. At least. This might be the third week where we're yeah. without it. I, I don't know how many people actually sit and like enjoy watching the show. I'm sure there's a handful. I did. I told you I'd get a text from my, my aunt. Or I think I said that. My, my Aunt Dorothy, who is deaf but watches the radio show. Because I guess Facebook transcribes it. Oh, nice. And like she loves being critical like she's some radio expert or something but she she'll text me and you look sleepy today you not sleeping well you okay and this is like when i was on at noon you okay you yard too much looking a little chubby well, that's not true she says that to all my my female cousins wow all my girl cousins my sister they, they get uh every time i get because she can't she can't talk, obviously. She's deaf, so she just writes things down because I think all of her country cousins didn't bother to learn any sign language, which is kind of sad. The older I get, the the worse I feel about that. But she'll just take her paper and write down, and she'll come up and with her face go, I'm not on, I'm not on video, but you can't see me, but I'm, I'm blowing my cheeks out and holding my belly out. That's what she'll do to all the girl cousins. So I just get sleepy. You look bad. You okay? You not sleep good? Well, she texted me Sunday. What happened to the morning show on Fox Sports Knoxville? Did you, <laughs> did you get fired? Haven't seen you since January. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, didn't get fired. It's okay. Video's messed up. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Love you. And she didn't write back. She got her fill of the gossip. She's and that like, was you're it. looking a little chubby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was wondering. Wanted to check on you. I'm glad I'm, glad I'm not on there this week. She's like, your eyes are dark. You on drugs. Are you okay? You're not sleeping? You stressed? We could set up like one camera for her, maybe. Put up one of our cell phones for her and just like FaceTime. I don't know how, I don't know how to link it to Facebook. <laughs> I don't know how to link it to Facebook. She has to have it on Facebook and she needs it transcribed. Yeah. Sam, did you not hear that part? Yeah, I did hear that part. Yeah. yeah. Facebook does a good job with the closed captioning. What would you have done if she said, uh, you know, you've been getting enough sleep? Did you, did you stay up and watch Tracker? <laughs> She's like, did you watch Tracker too? It was great. <laughs> 
Eleven fifteen, late start for that show. I would, I'm curious about the TV numbers for Rit. We had them for the Super Bowl come in. A lot of people watched the Super Bowl. I was wondering if if Tracker got the the rub. I feel like last time CBS had the Super Bowl was was their big show, the Queen Latifah Equalizer. I think you're right. Was that like, hey, after the Super Bowl this year, what's the debut of Queen Latifah as that role that Denzel Washington had that one time in the movie? Or I guess three times in the movie. They've made three of them now. Because, you know, it's still riding that momentum. It's still on the air somehow. So maybe Tracker has a good run in it after all. The best equalizer was the original one. Did you ever see that? The, I don't think I've ever watched any of them. It was the British guy, um, an older guy, older oh. gentleman. He was good. Wait, Denzel wasn't the first equalizer? No. that Well, that was the film remake of the okay. TV. The first TV equalizer was um, was this older gentleman. I don't think he's with us anymore. So, but, like, years ago, decades ago? No. Nah, well, maybe a decade ago. You know, like, maybe early 2000s. So, maybe decades. Okay. Yeah, no, I had no clue. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, the movie franchise would kind of be down my, my alley. But I don't know if I'd buy Denzel as a badass action star. Yeah, I never saw it. Yeah. I mean, I like Training Day, but he's not really an action star. He's just a crooked cop. Uh, he was great in Training Day. That was good. Book of Eli was okay. It was hit or miss. I mean, it was up and down. What was the one he was in with Clive Owen? Um, I forget the name of it now. It was like a hostage situation. Inside Man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's yeah. it. I was about to say law-abiding citizen, but that was Jamie Foxx. I would have gotten canceled. The TV numbers are in for the Super Bowl. Boy, were they big. We'll dive into those after the break. It's the morning show on Fan Run Radio. The most watched Super Bowl in NFL history. The most, I call it the most watched TV program in history. Sure was. Is that surprising? No. I I was saying, well, I was saying beforehand, uh, there's no question it's going to be the most watched Super Bowl. And, and, and then it kind of stands to reason. I really didn't think about it that much. But, yeah, it's it's not surprising. Um when you when you think about it that way, it's it, it's it, there's nothing that comes close. I mean, the, the the standard that used to exist for the longest time was the f- series finale of Mash. Right. That was always the comparison, but it's kind of way surpassed that now. Yeah, I guess with as many cord cutters and people that got rid of TV, maybe that makes my expectations lower. But now, correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. You're the expert, but but Nielsen is basically allowing you to count things you watch on your phone and and you're, you're streaming as well. It's not just linear TV. That's correct. Um, yeah, and that's the number they threw out yesterday, and they 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 emphasize it that it's uh, 123.4 million average viewers across all platforms. So that's for streaming. Uh, that's not just CBS. It's Paramount Plus, NFL Plus. That crazy alternate broadcast on Nickelodeon, everything. People were saying that Patrick did a better job on the final call than Tony Romo, which I, I went back and watched because I was surprised that you came out like, oh, you know, I, I kind of thought Tony did a good job yesterday, and I was, you know, it found him endearing and blah, blah, blah. And I went back and watched him just ruin Jim Nance's the walk-off end. call. The very end was rough, yeah. And I was just sitting there thinking about how Jim Nance was probably just fuming and I saw a lot of people in the replies like, oh, this is broadcasting one-on-one, Tony. You don't talk over at the end. You know, you wait to diagram the play whenever you get a replay. Because he started diagramming it immediately after it was over. Like, oh, here's what they did. This, this. Starts so talking about Miko Hardman getting traded for some reason. And <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan. Just, you know, went on like a 30-second ran. And meanwhile, I could just picture Jim Nance saying, like, you son of a gun. Yeah, just take whatever he had a pin in his hand. He just throws it. Um, no, yeah, it's fine, Tony. Yeah. It's fine because I always wonder, like, whenever he does weird things, like what happens during the commercial break? <laughs> what happens when they go to break? Like, are they just sitting there? Is, is Jim Nance fuming? Is Tony like, oh my bad, man, sorry? Or 
Or is he having to like placate him and pretend like he's having a good time? Like, haha, yeah, that was funny when you sang Adele while I'm trying to send us to break. That was good. Good one. Good one, man. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was, uh, I watched a couple rounds of that final play myself last night and I was like, I just, maybe in the, in the heat of the moment, I didn't catch how much he walked all over Nance at the end. And yeah, it is, it is broadcasting 101 that you just let it breathe. There's just, you know, the, the Nat sound, the ambience of the, of the crowd and just let the director cut the great shots and let that tell the story. And it was weird. It was like, he was seeing a replay. No one else was seeing it, you know, of it was, he was so far ahead of it and not in a good way. It was, it was weird. Yeah, watching watching it back, you know, at, at the moment I was like, man, this is a little weird because you don't, you typically like, yeah, you just hear silence, you hear the crowd roar. One guy kind of goes and sets the scene, and and Nance, I guess, was in the process of doing that, and Romo just yeah, completely just took over, and it it does stand out definitely on the replays. But the most people that ever watched a game or a TV broadcast, they were they were treated to that. I I thought about. You guys may have – I'm sure you've seen it. Some of the listeners probably have too. It was last year's NCAA tournament when uh, – it was first round when Furman knocked off Virginia. And they showed – it made it to social media how – I think Kevin Harlan was calling the game. And that shot went up, and they showed a shot of him at the announce table with him and uh, Stan Van Gundy, and I think it was Dan Bonner. And he, like, stood up and put his arms out, like, saying, don't do anything. Don't say a word. He didn't say a word. It's like maybe Nance needed to do that with Romo, yeah. like you know, get stand up and be like, you know, hey man. Well, it makes sense during March Madness because you know sometimes you're just throwing together, or I guess all the time you're kind of just throwing together three man teams. I can't imagine that Stan Van Gundy and him and whoever the third guy was you said had done many games together at all. Like right. Stan Van Gundy himself hasn't done many, you know, games at all as an announcer. Yeah, I mean, he's, I know he's got a handful under his belt in the NBA, but definitely not a polished broadcaster. So, yeah, it was. It made sense for him to do that in that moment. And I do remember it. And Stan McGunny's kind of like grabbing the shoulders <laughs> and kind of just sitting there shaking, like yeah. wait, wanting to say something, but at the same time being told not to, not to, not to. Whereas Nance probably assumed his $20 million partner would know better. <laughs> for what, however many years, yeah. six years or whatever. Yeah. Since, since 2017, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Since 2017, I, I think you'd be like, you know, seven years in, this guy's figured it out by now. <laughs> nope. Nope. So the 200 million unique viewers, that's just counting 200 unique devices slash TVs. So what that means is there were there's people that kind of, to the best of how they measure it, which is always kind of, to me, kind of a black art. But so... There were that many viewers who may have casually popped in for five or ten minutes or, you know. But, but devices, right? It's yeah. Not, it's, it's, not, it's not taking into account, well, 20 phones pinged in this room. Now, And we right. can count that there's 20 people in this room. That, that's just getting counted as, counted as one viewer, not 20, correct? Correct. And so, yeah. So that that all figures into that aggregate number, which is the average viewers, which is what they take you know, across the entire time slot of the game, not just, you know, there were peak moments where they probably had even more than, you know, well, they, they, there were peak moments where that 200 million might have been watching at one time. Yeah, I think it's, 212 is yeah. what the number was they threw out. But what I'm asking, Bob, is that they're not being able to count how many people are in a room, right? Like no. They're not, they're not, are they guesstimating that at all? Yeah, they... there's, there's some sort of sample that they refer to for that. Okay, so, so okay, so they are taking into account that multiple people are in a room at one time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they are, but they are, you know, just kind of guessing at that. That used to be. It's harder to measure now, but that used to be called uh, huts, households using television okay. rather than. But now it's not just television. So, do you know what the standard is on that? Like six six viewers per TV for something like that. I or really don't. Five or four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but that number is just insane. I mean, it's what it, it, they said. The uh, the 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 unduplicated total which is again the uniques the 200 million that's that's a 10% increase over last year so i mean and these are big 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 numbers so it's only con kaepernick didn't ruin the nfl <laughs> yeah i'd say the nfl's doing just fine that's what i was saying yesterday they were 
they didn't fit into my three winners, but boy, they should have gotten the NFL should have gotten some love as a winner. They just keep winning. It is kind of crazy that the numbers just keep going up. It is kind of crazy that they are just breaking their own records every time. I don't know. Do they ever talk about bubbles in the TV industry like that? Like eventually, like you're going to max out your numbers. And eventually, like, these numbers have to go down. Like, is the NFL looking about how it can be bigger next year? Or is it kind of like, hey, you know, $200 million, that's pretty good. It's a record. You know, let's let's, let's assume that we're going to lose 10% of that because we're not going to have the the Taylor Swift rub or it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes going for his third championship. Let's, let's just safely say we're going to get 80% of that. Let's project we're going to get 160 million viewers or something. Or is it just like, hey, no, we're going to get bigger and better every year. Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, you would think that it, they had the perfect storm this year with um, the situation going on with the Chiefs in general, and then all the um, all the stuff surrounding Taylor Swift. You couldn't imagine that they would do much better, but they're going to try because it's all about they want to continue to raise the networks want to continue to raise that uh, commercial load in terms sure. of how much it costs. I mean, now you know some of these spots were seven plus million dollars. Um, I saw seven million. I saw seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it during the the game, but I guess Kanye had a commercial. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it. I, I did a bad job paying attention to commercials, but I saw them saying that he paid seven million dollars and, and you know used zero of that to actually like produce the commercial. It was just like him, I guess, talking into a his phone saying to go to Easy.com or whatever it was. But yeah, I saw seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot. Yeah, did you? It's on the subject of spots, but did you see the commercial that was for, um, I guess it was, is it, is it, it's Kennedy, is it John Kennedy or Robert Kennedy that's running oh, yeah. as an independent? Yeah. It's Robert, right? Yeah, yeah I think Robert. it's Robert. It's John's nephew, I yeah. think was what they had said, and, um, or, and he, uh, he he came out and apologized yesterday. He said he was unaware of that commercial being yeah. done. It was a pack that supports him that put that commercial together because it was his face like superimposed over a lot of John Kennedy, John F. JFK images. It was very it was a weird commercial. And they were playing a lot of the old old school jingles that were behind his. I campaign. heard I heard that. That's I got up and that's when I went to like use the bathroom and I heard that commercial. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Like, and then I and then I saw people on the internet saying that. Robert F. Kennedy, you know, just throwing his money away. And they were comparing him to Connor yeah. from Succession and had the meme of, wow, the election's so much more interesting when you're actually in it. And, like, you know, just talking about him paying $10 million to stay somewhat connected to it. Well, somehow he's he's making it sound like he was unaware that this was even going to happen. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. Which I find a little hard to believe. But he had but... it pinned to his Twitter profile, I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was strange. Speaking of succession, there's boy, it's burning up the internet now. Though, yeah, the Kendall Roy. Yeah, it's just too perfect of an analogy. It's too perfect, and they had the sad shot of him in the locker room, yep. sitting next to the, <laughs> I guess the equipment stuff, and yeah. it just it felt like Kendall on the on a bench out in the park, just overlooking the ocean, <sighs> the harbor. If you're Robert F. Kennedy, like, do you just feel like it's your your family duty to do this to yourself to go out here and try to win this, or is it just like, do you think he just feels like so gaslit where he's like, really, I can't make any hayway against against this eighty year old man who could barely form sentences at this point? Like, can I not get a shot? I'm a Kennedy, damn it! Like, it's my birthright. I'm the oldest boy. <laughs> it's yeah, the eldest, yeah, the eldest boy. The um, I. I I yeah it, that that's a whole weird thing. I I I when he supposedly quote unquote entered the discussion, I thought okay that's going to be interesting, but I don't think he's really I don't think he's really followed through on the initial hype. Um, yeah, I mean I don't think he's doing anything. Yeah. Then, you know, ten million dollar or you know however many million dollar commercial gets uh, dropped on the Super Bowl, so he's at least trying to do something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But he had nothing to do with it, so so he says. But uh, that's what I would say too. Back to uh, the hey, that cringy one. No, not me. <laughs> that was my that was my team. <laughs> um, back to the ratings, though. Um, the one thing I found interesting because we've been talk talk talking about streaming and the future, etc. But if you're to read this correctly on CBSSports.com, 
That 123 million average viewers says across all platforms. We've talked about that. But that CBS, eh, they don't really def- define it now that I look at it. It says the CBS broadcast led the way with 120 million viewers. That means there's only three plus million viewers. The way I initially took it was that it was between Nickelodeon streaming all that stuff was only three million viewers but that may not be fair there may be a different uh, calculus they're using for that maybe that part of that 120 might have been through paramount plus or whatever as far as the cbs broadcast maybe they're really just carving out cbs versus nickelodeon and that's it and and the 120 is again across all platforms not just cbs broadcast network i started thinking tv but were you watching on CBS? Oh, yeah. Sam, your party watched it on CBS, just the regular cable on Paramount? Yep. How many people at your party? Uh, Probably about 10. Oh, wow. Popular. What about you, Bob? <laughs> 2,000. No, um, <laughs> no, we it was just two families, and they the other family had a bunch of high school-age kids, so there were you know, a dozen people there okay. probably. Wow. But um, even more popular, yeah, I'm a popular guy. But uh, I think um, the the other thing we were watching on YouTube TV, and um, they had it on the 4K feed for a little bit. I think the 4K feed thing is a little oversold, man. I agree. It, it actually looked darker in a lot of ways. We ended up watching it on the regular feed, which still looks great, you know, the regular high def feed, but. That's a that's a YouTube TV upsell thing where you know what for ten, 10 bucks a month they let you have a 4K. I just I don't think that's I don't think it's uh, I think the emperor has no clothes on that. Still, I'm not sold on it. Now, if you're trying to make next year bigger and better in wrestling, you know the the Chiefs would really start their heel turn now. The, the, they would really start being bad guys over the next you know six months or so. Taylor hangs around, but then maybe he gets dumped, you know, before the season. <laughs> the Chiefs just completely keep talking about how they want to be the first team ever to three-peat. But, like, they get America rooting against them to three-peat. I don't know who in the NFC you could really throw out there, though, that would, like, be the perfect good guy, the perfect baby face, because I think that was the problem with a lot of the NFL and, and maybe why the Chiefs won the Super Bowl is, like, the AFC was just – a lot more interesting all year long and maybe a lot better when it came to teams. Like the Chiefs going on their run of beating the Dolphins and then going to Buffalo and to Baltimore felt a lot different than what San Francisco had to do, right? I don't even remember who San Francisco beat in round two. Who the hell did they even beat in round two? Packers. That's right. And that was an Barely. ugly game. Yeah. And that Packers team wasn't great by any means. And then, yeah, a Lions team that was a cute story. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah, that's it's the, it. maybe the Lions are the baby faces. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe the Lions, they get close this year. They have a good draft. Dan Campbell is the guy we need to kind of lead his team to the Super Bowl next year. And we get a Chiefs going for a three-peat. We all hate them against the Lions trying to break through. Maybe that's it. Or the, the Joe Burrow comeback for another time. Maybe well, in the well, AFC, the only guy that can beat him in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if, if you know how the Super Bowl works, Sam, but two well, yeah. teams in the AFC can't play each other. So, I'm saying you know, the Bengals get into the Super Bowl before they can even think about three-peating. A Bengals-Lions Super Bowl I don't think is going to outrate the, the, the Chiefs-Lions Super Bowl, but that AFC Championship game will be, will be fun to watch if that's the case. And Joe Burrow is the only guy that can beat Patrick Mahomes, apparently, in the playoffs. That's still playing. I don't know. We haven't seen Herbert in the in the Harbaugh system now. You know? Maybe. Maybe Harbaugh. Is, is Harbaugh a big enough star to be a, a foil? I mean, obviously, again, Sam and Bob, they can't play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm talking NFC teams. Justin Herbert plays for the Chargers who are in the AFC. We're trying to disrupt the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're just trying to avoid the three-peat. Yeah, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe we make a special rule of AFC versus AFC in the Super Bowl. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's how you stop the Chiefs. At this point, I feel like I just know the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl if they just get to it. So we have to just hope that we can beat them before they get to the Super Bowl. Well, you know, I don't want to say it feels helpless 
because it's not like the Titans are trying to break down the door right now, but like the idea was like, hey, man, this is only happening because they're in Kansas City. It's only hop- happening because they keep having home field advantage, and they're like, ah, hey, we'll go on the road. It's fine. We'll go. We'll go to Buffalo. We'll go to Baltimore. We'll take on your your golden boy Josh Allen and Bills Mafia jumping through tables and lighting themselves on fire and and doing all that, and then we'll go play your MVP in Baltimore, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll find a way. I will say, on on a serious note, going back to, I I think the Lions would be would definitely be very interesting. It'd almost be like, honestly, it'd be almost akin to the Cubs in baseball when they were getting to a World Series. I mean, not that the Lions have that kind of following, but the Lions were such lovable losers for so long. If they could get to a Super Bowl, that that could be an interesting storyline. Um, the Dan Campbell part of it for sure, but also just, you know, such, you know, the the whole gritty, hardworking city thing that we always see them do in these uh, – what game was it where they had Jeff Daniels do the um, the opening montage? Was it? It might have been for the Lions playoff game against the Rams. Um, I remember the video. I don't remember what the, yeah. the game was for though. Yeah, I know they had Eminem out there at midfield for one of their games. Well, Eminem had, was a big part of the run. He he was out there and and yeah. he was riding along. And the whole the place was and, singing along to "Lose Yourself." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. They had yeah. to. They really had to recover after uh, Jack Harlow's Thanksgiving Day performance, <laughs> which was just weird um but I, I i could get behind i think the lions chiefs would be really that'd be kind of interesting for sure that's it, how you make it bigger and better but how about this chiefs on one side who have maybe been the bad guys all year take it on the dallas cowboys and then America coming together and be like, you know what? Actually, we like the Chiefs better. Never mind. We, I was yeah. just gonna say, I don't. I don't. We, we don't want to root for the Cowboys. Never mind. But like, that's that's the uh, that's what you're set with. How about that? That's what. Who, who's got the Super Bowl next year? Fox, I assume. Uh, or is ESPN have it? Is ABC I think it's got it? Fox. I think it's no. It is Fox. It okay. is Fox because they've talked about the fact that Brady is going to be calling a Super Bowl. Well, there you go. You throw Brady in the mix. Cowboys, Mahomes. There's the highest what Super Bowl of all time. Maybe instead of the breakup, Travis and, and Taylor are engaged. I don't know. I don't know. But the Chiefs are a dynasty. Like Sam said, go ahead and pencil them in. They'll be in the Final Four next year. And then you'll probably just talk yourself into, well, I'm not betting against my homes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at pictures of these quarterbacks right now trying to trying to figure out who the, the baby face to save the league is, and I don't think there is one. Maybe it is Herbert. Maybe it is Harbaugh and Herbert. I don't know. Maybe it's Burrow Redemption Arc. Nobody in the NFC though. I don't feel good about Purdy. AKA Lee Harvey Oswald. See those pictures, Bob? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did love the they asked the, him about it at Media Day. Yeah, the Media Day thing. <laughs> That's I mean crazy. Like, yeah, and he's just like, I don't like that. Don't compare me to that guy, please. I don't like this. Did you happen to see the uh video that the Iowa State Athletic Department put out to congratulate Purdy on his run? I did not know. It's really well done, but it's it's basically with uh, famous Iowa State alums. And the point here is, I didn't recognize a lot of them. Yeah, I, I was mean, gonna I was gonna say I don't I don't know any other Iowa State alums. I don't think they had a couple of football players, and then they had Matt Campbell, and then they had Tyrese Halliburton, which uh, obviously we know who he is at this point. But it was really great how it was produced really nice little piece but i was like man that's that's tough that works for iowa state fans i'm sure they loved it but in this day and age if you're trying to have a national reach i'm not sure that would be the play um maybe it was just geared toward them maybe that was it yeah maybe they uh they didn't insert any photos of lee harvey oswald which could have got people talking 200 million unique viewers, 123 million average, the most watched telecast ever on TV, which is kind of crazy, but I guess it makes sense. No slowing down for the NFL. Hell, Usher was even feeling it so much, he, he announced like seven or eight more concert stops on his tour. Yeah, and he, uh, we've talked about this before, you know, he didn't get paid a dime to do that performance, but 
it's it's all about the marketing value you get, and they equated it to uh, fifty two million in exposure for him. If you're Usher, would you have fifty two million dollars or like? But $52 million of exposure, or like, hey, just give me like $5 million for performing. What would you rather have, Sam, if you're Usher? <laughs> I mean, like... Because like, I always see the added value stuff. I'm like, oh, this this tweet was worth X amount of millions of dollars <laughs> for this brand. Why about you just pay the social media manager and give him a bonus of a million dollars? So I'm sure he would rather have that than the, you did a $10 million job. Okay, <laughs> well, I didn't get any money from it. If I was already Usher and I've made that much money in my life, I'd probably just take the quick five mil. Maybe. Well, if you're Usher and you already made that much money, you might want the exposure because now he's thinking big picture. I mean, this Maybe. tour is all sold out. I mean, like, I mean, he's he announced like seven or eight new new shows, and I mean, I imagine seven or eight new shows at these twenty thousand seat venues at least is going to be. I mean, I don't know the math on that and how much money he makes per ticket or whatever, but I imagine that's almost five million dollars. Has he been consistently touring for a long time? No, still, a, or is he like he had a Vegas residency? Okay, and I will say the Vegas residency seats were expensive. I mean, like it. I had to buy a resale when I went to it last year, but I mean, like the the cheapest resale ticket was like three three eighty. That means he's not going anywhere else. So like he's only performing in Vegas, right? Yeah, he'd been doing just a residency, I guess, at MGM, and had, you know did four or five months there and took a little bit of a break. And yeah, so between that and what the album, he has a new album coming out. And... Yeah, I can't imagine he's gonna make much money off the album though, right? Because I mean, the, these days in music, the album's just a way to get to the tour, right? Isn't that kind of what they say? Yeah. Like no one's really buying albums anymore, so. We just want you to stream the music. There's there's a school of thought that it tends to trigger after a performance like this. Like uh, it happens with me when I'd see artists on Saturday Night Live. I'll be like, oh man, you know, wasn't quite familiar with them. I might check them out. I mean, it it it, it probably creates a little bit of curiosity. But yeah, album sales are not the same that they were, you know, even ten years ago. Honestly, so has it made you say I want to go dive down in the uh, the music catalog and and. Of ushers, yeah, no, not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had a good time watching them at the Super Bowl. But after things. that, I'm not. Yeah, add some new jams to your love playlist. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. Valentine's Day coming up. You know, maybe Usher will be the most streamed artist right now around Valentine's Day. Maybe it's it's a quick hit for him. You know, because again, there's been all this talk about Taylor Swift's impact in terms of exposure, and it's like for her, it was like three hundred. That was three hundred thirty million dollars for the NFL and the Chiefs. So over the course of the season, right? over the like course of the season, right. that's what I'm saying. So for Usher to do it in, you know, 20 minutes. Um, well, Usher's also a different level of star, too, in terms of like Taylor Swift turned down the halftime show because she's like, I don't really need the 100 million people watching. I, I don't know if you're familiar with this Eras tour, but I'm doing pretty good when it comes to ticket sales and streams and all this and, you know, Grammys and I'm good. <laughs> Usher, on the other hand, you know, is a little dormant in terms of in, in the grand scheme of things i mean many people either got introduced to him or be like oh yeah i used to like that music so for him it was a completely different equation yeah now whether or not you know he, he creates a new generation of fans because sam said nah, i'm not gonna go check it out i'm good but think back think back to just a week ago a little over a week ago the number one song number one download right now tracy chapman fast car yeah no i mean for her you see it i mean and and yeah and you know obviously the biggest example of the last couple of years was the running up the hill from stranger things like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. like yeah. the kate bush song or yeah. whatever and like th- those artists and you know for her she's like, i don't know my royalty so i made them you know millions of dollars off of people streaming my stuff and it becoming a thing again i doubt usher owns his royalties because i imagine the little Short guy in the short shorts, Jermaine Dupree. He's the one that really got paid from all that because probably had him to a pretty good contract back in the uh, the mid '90s. But either way, you're right. Yeah, you know, Tracy Chapman it put her on the map and probably did create a new generation of fans. I just don't know if Usher had that same effect. The <laughs> we didn't talk about this yesterday. I I took my flowers for saying I identified her uh, as you know the artist her. But I thought Jermaine Dupree for a minute. I thought that might have been CeeLo Green, like and like a skinnier CeeLo Green, barely skinnier CeeLo yeah. Green. Yeah, I don't know. But then Oof. I was, I knew I was wrong. I was like, I ain't him. Um, you know, that's uh, if if of all the celebrities, CeeLo Green would be one of the toughest to get say you to get told you look <laughs> like, and I, it's a good comparison, Bob. Sam, send us to break. It's the morning show here on Fan Run Radio.
Drink White Claw Hard Seltzer. Appreciate them for their support. Drink it smooth, like JB Smooth. The White Claw Premium Vodka is a delicious vodka. You can get it flavored or just in the standard vodka form. It is 7.45, though, so don't do it right now. But when you do drink, drink responsibly and drink White Claw Hard Seltzer. Support the people who support us. You keep throwing that word dynasty around with the Chiefs. When you win two out of, what would it be, two out of the last four, two out of the last five Super Bowls? Is that right? 20, lost 21, didn't get there in 22, is that right? And then won 23 and 24? Correct. Yeah. It's three of the last five. Feels dynastic. As an AFC fan, it feels like they're a dynasty. Feels like if you're in the AFC, you're pretty much penciling yourself in to, to not be in the Super Bowl for a while. It sucks. It sucks. I, I can only imagine how Bills fans feel. Or they're like, man, we got rid of the Patriots. Thank God Tom Brady's gone. And and now you're looking like, well, we just can't beat this Patrick Mahomes guy. And every AFC team, except maybe the Bengals, feels that way. If you're the Ravens, you're looking like, oh, we can't beat, we can't beat them either. So it feels like they're a dynasty, at least in the AFC. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at some of the other obvious dynastic teams in NFL history. It, to me, it still feels like they've got a ways to go. I, I do think they're 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 like borderline dynasty right now. I really do. But um, I, maybe I'm just measuring it up against the pa- the Patriots run, which was just crazy, man. You know, over 17 years, six Super Bowls, nine AFC titles, 17 division titles. Maybe it's just not enough years yet. Yeah, but if you break it up. I mean, they, 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 the Patriots won three Super Bowls from, what, 2001 to 2018? Well, no, they, they won six. Then I'm saying they won three. Oh, three, yeah, I'm they sorry. They won 01, yeah. 03-04, and then didn't win again until, what, 2012? Is that right? 2013? Because they uh, lost to the Giants in 2011. At that point, Brady had lost two Super Bowls to the Giants. and yeah. Yeah, it looks here. What they won three Super Bowls in a five-year span from fourteen to eighteen. So that okay, so twenty fourteen. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like if you look at it that way, you, you, when you compare them to the Patriots, they've already matched the first decade of the Patriots. Would you have considered the Patriots a dynasty in their first decade? Because I think you would have. I think you would have. Yeah. So I think the Chiefs. You kind of got to say the same thing. I mean, the because during that run, even like the the Patriots didn't make it to a Super Bowl and lose until, you know, 07. Yeah, so maybe I rephrase that to their yeah, so they're a dynasty, not a not the not the top dynasty yet. But sure. Yeah. And then of course if you go back in the sport to, you know, the pre free agency days, like it's it was a little bit easier to be a dynasty. Yeah. So I, I think whenever you look at this and in, in in today's landscape, a modern day dynasty would be the way I describe it. They're as good as any franchise has been over the last 30 years for a five-year stretch. And also keep in mind, like, they're still writing their story. It's not like they're done. Does Travis Kelsey have, you know, many years left in his prime? No, no, he doesn't. And you kind of saw that this year in the regular season. But in the playoffs, he was there and they needed him. So maybe he kind of transitions away from being like a fantasy football, hey, you got to take this guy in your first couple rounds tight end. Because, you know, this year everyone's like, hey, you know, first he's worth a first-round pick. And I think if you had Travis Kelsey early in your fantasy draft, you were probably pretty mad all year. He's not. He's maybe not that guy anymore. Maybe not even the top tight end in the league anymore. But in the playoffs, he's, he's reached that status. Kind of like Gronk did with the Bucks. Does this Super Bowl run make you think about wide receivers differently? Because we always make fun of the running back position, but, like, when I see who the the Chiefs have won back-to-back Super Bowls with playing wide receiver, it almost makes me think, huh, maybe we should talk about wide receivers the same way we talk about running backs. Who was the highest-paid Chiefs wide receiver this year? I don't know who it was. Who was their best wide receiver? Probably a rookie. 
and Rasheed Rice. Yeah. Last year, who was their best wide receiver? Juju Smith-Schuster? I mean, I don't, I don't know who you would say it was. They got rid of Tyree Kill and won two Super Bowls. Yeah, meanwhile, Tyree and Tyreek's had big numbers, but they, yeah, they, the Dolphins haven't, you know, they haven't gotten past first round of the playoffs. They ain't won a playoff game yet. You know, with Skylar Thompson two years ago, they, they kept it close against Buffalo and then, of course, got dominated this year by the Chiefs. But, yeah, like, I mean, if you look at the top receivers, A.J. Brown got the, the Eagles to the Super Bowl last year and then lost to Juju Smith-Schuster. The 49ers have Debo, I guess. I don't know where Debo ranks in terms of highest paid receivers. No, pretty high. In terms of salary cap hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine he does. I'd imagine he's top 10. I don't know about where at in terms of uh, cap hits where it goes, but I don't know. I was just wondering if we look at receivers differently now or if it's just like, yeah, it's Patrick Mahomes. I think it's just Mahomes. Yeah. Because I think the receiver matters on every other. I mean, you know, you bring up like A.J. Brown. Like, I think that matters on a team that's not led by a Patrick Mahomes. Sure. But, I mean, A.J. Brown didn't do him any any good this year. God, I saw Mahomes was on, like, the evening sports center last night. Did any of you see that? No, I didn't. He, uh, and, and not a surprise, honestly. You're in Vegas. You win the Super Bowl. He looked rough. His eyes were puffy, <laughs> man. He looked he, he looked like he'd been up for a long time. Well, I saw yesterday around lunch that Miko Harbin would be like, hey, I haven't slept yet. <laughs> I don't blame him. Um, it's crazy. Still haven't slept yet. I don't know. I'm just looking at Sam at the highest cap hits for wide receivers. Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Stephon Diggs. According to Sport Track, that's your top seven in terms of cap hits of those teams. Did you buy any of them as a threat this year? Maybe the Browns, maybe the Bills, Stephon Diggs, maybe for a little bit. Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, DK Metcalf, that's your top 10 in terms of cap hits. That can't be right, can it? That's what it says. Yeah, maybe for like cap hit for this year instead of like overall, overall salary. Overall salary, yeah. 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 Before you get down to like an actual good team, if you consider them a good team, number 15, Tyreek Hill. Maybe you've seen 21. I guess I guess Valdez Scantling was was 11 million dollars on the cap. He was the 21st highest receiver, wow. so that's higher than I thought. Debo was all the way down at 23. Okay, yeah. AJ's down at 25, so the salary cap numbers for wide receivers are a little weird. I don't know. I, I just came out of that, and I was thinking running back position, you know, got a little bit of a boost because McCaffrey was so good, and he almost got them a Super Bowl championship. But then I was looking on the other side. It's like, I don't Maybe wide receivers are kind of overrated. I mean, honestly, think about – I'd say besides the obvious of Patrick Mahomes, Isaiah Pacheco may have been – the most key offensive player for them this this year. I mean, at times, yeah, for sure. Yeah, at times for sure. Now you know in the playoffs, I thought he was a little underachieving in the playoffs. I, yeah. The fumble, and I didn't think he ever really got going against San Francisco. And you know, Kelsey was more important, right? Because um, that to me changed the scheme with how that team played, and they went through some tough times too during that period, but. Uh, that's a team to me that's never really – I've always been of the belief, man, If in the past, with all the weapons the Chiefs have, if they ever get a legit running game, they're going to be unbeatable. And Remember Clyde Edwards-Alaire's first – one of his first games? I was like, I don't think they lose again, man, the way they you – know, and then, yeah. he, then yeah. he vanished. You're like, wow, I drafted this guy from LSU. is so great. This is going to yeah. be unstoppable. And then, yeah, he, he got like one carry and lost like three <laughs> yards, I feel like, in the Super Bowl. And yeah. That was a completely wasted first-round pick, which I kept thinking that bill was going to come due for the Chiefs. Like, man, you can't you can't miss a first-round pick when you've got so many expensive players. And, you know, it cost them Tyree Kill to an extent. They cost them a wide receiver, and didn't matter. Maybe the key that we haven't talked about is just how good their defense is. Like, I know Mahomes is getting all this credit, but, like, maybe it's actually just the defense. Maybe it's more like Chris Jones and, like, how embarrassing – or how offensive it was that they were like, hey, we're not going to pay you. He's like, well, I'm not coming. I'm not playing if you're not going to pay me. And then, of course, he you know 
he he was maybe their second most important player during the playoff run in terms of the second clutchest player. I mean, him him breaking up the Josh Allen touchdown at the end of that regulation or at the end of that game, you know, saved the game. And then he, he was in Brock Purdy's face, you know, a lot of those key moments when you look at misses around the goal line, he's in their face. And McDuffie is, you know, shutting down and Snead is shutting down. Like, I, I know we make it about Patrick Mahomes. And, yeah, he's, he's the Tom Brady. He's the face. But kind of like how the Patriots wouldn't have won those first couple of Super Bowls without their defense – I don't think the the Chiefs win this one without their defense. I agree with that. Um, so allocating that $30 million for Tyree Kill and paying the defense, maybe kind of my point. Wide receivers, a little overrated. Give me two good quarterbacks instead. Did you see the thing as we head out here that Mahomes apparently said yesterday that if the Niners got a touchdown first, then you know, if the Chiefs, he, he was like, we're going for two. There's no question. Yep. I love that. With him, you know, Brandon Staley would do that stuff, and I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? When Mahomes says it, I'm like, let's go, man. You know, you just you got so much faith in that guy. Well, that was a part of what we had talked about. You know, Shanahan and his team didn't even know the damn rules, <laughs> and the Chiefs had already been like, yeah, no, we, we played this out, and we were going to let, you know, if they score, we're going to come down, we're going to score a touchdown, then we're going for two in the win. So, like, it's even funnier when you, you see Shanahan's quote of like, yeah, we, we took the ball first because we wanted it third in case both teams scored. And meanwhile, the Chiefs like, there weren't going to be no third possession. We, yeah. we were going to take the ball, and we were going to score and win. Which, by the way, Kansas City deserves credit for trading up to get Trent McDuffie in the 2022 draft. They, they traded picks to go out and get a shutdown corner and picked him, I believe, one spot over the Bills where they took a defensive back who has not been nearly as good. Hour one of the books. We'll kick off hour two of some things you might have missed from the night before. It's the morning show here on Fan Run Radio.